Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Sprathcast with me, Mark Allen, and the Deputy Returning Officer for the Sprafferton Ward, Eli Silverman. All the votes are in and nobody's home. Thank you, Eli. Thank you indeed. First of all, I think we should start off with uh, an apology for the tardiness of this Spraff, because it's been a while, hasn't it? It's been two months. Two months since the last spraffing. Um, the reason for that is entirely self-inflicted by myself. Um, in that I'm, I'm doing a show, as you know, Eli, called The Go Slow. The Go Slow Show? The Go Slow. It's not called The Go Slow Show. That makes it sound <laughs> it like is a, a show. game show or something. It's a show called Go Slow. It's, yes, it's Mark Allen's Go Slow. The idea is that I, I spent an entire month doing everything that I would normally do, but one step slower. Uh, mainly because I think the pace of life is getting a bit ludicrous. Would you agree with that, Eli? Yeah, it's ludicrously fast. Um, like the 60-second news I watched the other day. Oh, yeah? Just pointless. The news in 60 seconds. You can't convey the world news in that brief amount of what time. What I like to get is get the condensed uh, two-and-a-half-second news that yeah. you do online. Much easier, basically. Yeah. Some stuff happened! <laughs> Here's the one-second weather. Right! <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, I decided to do everything slowly. Um, now, I would normally, obviously, do the podcast and I'd put that online, but I wasn't allowed to use the internet. My own rules, it's my own fault. And I only realised um, while I was doing it that that meant I couldn't do the podcast. I also couldn't put anything online to let you know that we weren't going to do it. So, sorry about that. One of the things that was interesting on my go slow, I decided to do things that would try and slow me down a little bit. Uh, I tried meditation for the first time. Have you ever done meditation? I have. Have you? Where? Well, my father was a yoga teacher. Really? Yeah, in the Your 80s. Your dad's a fascinating guy. <laughs> he is, isn't he? Yeah. He is. He was a yoga teacher briefly, and uh, I've uh, yeah dabbled in a bit of... Uh... What, he did meditation on you? I also did... I'd say that as if it's some kind of forceful <laughs> act. I also... Did he meditate on you, Eli? Also, I took uh, Kung Fu lessons briefly what? for about a year and a half, and we really? always started the session with a... A big meditation. That they seem to be a bit at odds at each other. Yeah. Well, Relax you your mind, and then you can kick someone in the head properly. Yes. Is that? Yeah. Empty. Vague... Have you never seen a Steven Seagal film? Yes, I have. Well, then you know. I'm not sure the meditation comes out in the Steven Seagal. He's movies. always like, now empty your mind. Time is a place that no man can go to, and then I'm going to break your arm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what you did. Yes. But was it? Uh, it was fair to say that you were in a fairly relaxing environment when you were meditating. Yes. My, the place I went was was horrible. Really? <laughs> it was in Clapham Common, um, right on the high road. And I kind of, I went in there and walked into the room. And it, it was almost noisier in the room than it was on the street. Perhaps you find traffic and traffic like noise It was like being soothing. sat in a traffic cone. It was some kind of funnel for street noise. It was so loud. It was acting like a I drunk. walked in there and there was like a couple of people sat there being kind of tranquil. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> How am I supposed to relax here? I thought, I've got to give it a go, you know. So I sat down there and the woman walked in and I couldn't hear what she was saying because of the fucking traffic. <laughs> the, the noise of shouting tramps in the street. Yeah. Like school kids having a bit of a brawl. It, it was really hard to relax. But she was talking us through these breathing exercises and we did it for a little bit. And I, <laughs> I fell asleep. Must have worked then. I don't know. I don't know. If, does that mean that I'm really good at meditation or really bad at it? Well, you must have attained... I dozed off. I, I attained what? Well, you attained an empty mind, but it was a bit too empty. And a bit too empty. Is there, there's a fine line yes. between 
relaxed and sleep. Yeah. So I was kind of nodding off, and, and eventually, then she made us meditate on the um, on on the theme of compassion, saying it's really easy to have compassion for people who have cancer or AIDS or you know they've got terrible skin disease you know easy to have compassion for those kind of people less easy to have compassion for someone who's shouting at you at a bus stop which you can't disagree with no, right? that's you true. should be saying that, that they're the people that we should have more compassion for because well, they're having a tough time she may be mousish and shy but she talks sense she does talk sense but it's not easy to have compassion for someone who's pushed in in front of you in a queue and is being a dickhole <laughs> Is it? I, I mean, you know, someone pushes in in front of you. I mean, oh, he's probably had a tough day. Yeah. I'll tell you what, I'll give him a back rub as well. That'll, that'll make him well, feel a bit better. He's in good position. Like, I know that. that ideologically that's probably what we should all do, and if everyone did that, then we'd live in a happier place. But I've, I just kind of struggled with that concept. Um, and we so we talked about the compassion for a little bit, um, and then we did another bit of breathing, and I fell asleep again. Oh, mate, you had any Despite the noise, man, the really loud noise in there. Um, but I still managed to fall asleep, and I was kind of... I just bought into it then, I just thought, all right, I'm just going to doze, that's fine. But I was kind of enjoying being asleep. And then the girl next to me sneezed really loud and woke me up. I woke up, and I got that like familiar feeling of being a bit embarrassed, and then kind of angry with her. And just thinking... Fuck compassion, you've just sneezed in my area. <laughs> and you woke me up, you know? You know, I had one of those wet sneezes as well. Oh, I, it was, oh, was it? Really gets it was, to me, man. Was there a you can tell. The you do wet sneezes, don't give me that. What do you mean I you do wet You do the wettest sneeze. sneezes of anyone I know. What are you? Don't you don't cover your mouth, you just go into a, You turn your face away and sneeze into the atmosphere, don't you? No. So your face vapours are just kind of I, permeating. I do all sorts of different sneezes. Oh, you try and what do you mix do? it up a You're bit. You're one of those little fucking people who hold it in. I'm a bit of a repressed Oh, that's so repressed. <laughs> Live a little, Mark. No, Sneeze a little. <laughs> you know? Let it out. Everyone does it. Oh, God. No, You're embarrassed to fucking... No, look, I, I'm not... I just like to have consideration for other people around me. I don't want to get my nose juices on them. I think it's rude. To do that, so I keep it in, and I just I basically release a little <clears throat> yeah. something like that. Yeah, and you that's as much as it goes. Not only is that fucking lame and wimpy, it also is damaging to your mucal membrane. It is not wimpy. It takes a strength of character that you wouldn't possibly understand. Oh uh, well, we'll just have to agree to. You know, I can actually induce sneezes in myself. Sorry. Okay, now uh, one of the upshots of us being uh, out of action for a couple of months, Eli, was massively unexpected. I went online to check our, our um, Spravcast statistics, and I was very surprised to see that there are now two Spravcasts. There are. There, sorry. <laughs> yeah. There are what? There is a rival Spravcast online. It there genuinely exists. It's called Spravcast. Brazenly. Sick. Yeah. I'm feeling sick, sticks in my stomach now. I... There is someone else out there has started up a Spravcast. He thought, well, they've not done it in a couple of months. They've probably <sighs> stopped doing it. I, I better give it a go myself, hoping to siphon off some of our Spravcast listeners, maybe. I feel physically violated. I was kind of a bit appalled by it. Um, that was until I listened. Man, this is this is great. This is great stuff. It's the guy. This is a guy in Scotland. He's called John Dow. Oh yeah. 
He's a lovely man. Oh, Listen yeah. to this man. Listen, this is his Sprafcast, okay? Ready? Welcome to the inaugural episode of Sprafcast. It's not really a first episode because we've nothing to talk about yet. No, because we've done it. like a nothing episode. We're going to use this episode X to just tell you a little bit about what I'm going is to do. Is he beautiful? Capital. He's the most softly spoken gentleman. Listen to the lilting music in the background as well. Just to make sure that the ISS people are properly. Someone playing a liar or something like sat on a tree stump. Where's While Johnny's regaling people. Stop and make it stop. It's okay, I'll stop. <laughs> it's basically got musicians. Guy. Why has he got musicians? I don't know. But I quite like the idea of doing that. It's those Celtics. They're all musicians, aren't so they? Much He's probably playing it himself on his little his little mandolin. It's nice, though. Isn't, do you not think it's kind of... It's, it's, I mean... Like, part of me's a bit outraged that he's taken the name Sprafcast and used it as well, without checking that it wasn't in use. It's clearly in use. Um, but it's just a dude in uh, some kind of bedroom in Scotland just talking about stuff that he cares about. Which is Which what? is essentially uh, science fiction and zombie movies. Oh. And it's just him giving him his thoughts. But I, I do like the idea of the, the soundtrack, behind, like, uh, under what he said. I'm going to try it for this. We'll see how it goes, see if it makes anything... Okay. Okay, so uh, we keep talking, right. and you have this kind of jaunty music in the background, and it makes yeah. it seem a little bit more, uh, bit more knockabout, isn't well, it? a bit more charming. Mark, what occurred to me is maybe we should, uh, we should open up some kind of dialogue with this John Doe. And, uh, it's not John Doe. He's <laughs> not a dead man. <laughs> not yet, Eli. Well, what's he called? John Dow. Dow Doe. Whatever. John, maybe he is. Maybe he's. It's. A pseudonym for a zombie. He's an undead. He's an undead podcaster. Bastard. But I, yeah, I, I like the idea of opening up a dialogue. We could like have a twin podcast. Yeah, we could <laughs> twin with him in Scotland. Yeah. You see, we should contact him and see. I but think. I, I don't want to get aggressive. I think you do. I'm just sensing this kind of antagonism towards the guy. No. He seems like a really nice dude, man. Um, so maybe we'll just contact him and say hello. Uh, I don't know. What else can I say? Really? No, no, you've you've nicked our. No, I don't, I don't want to I start hate out. you. You're a boring twat. Your music's not fucking working. Jesus, this is doing my nothing. It is actually quite annoying, isn't it? I'm going to stop that. Um, Thank you. So, I you know what we should do? You should get in contact. Yeah. And then on the next Sprathcast, Sprathcast 13. Yeah. Which already has a sort of uh, supernatural theme to it by that we'll number. Report back and well, see. We should what call him. We should give a live interview. Okay. Yeah. 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 He sounds a bit lonely. He's sitting there in his, well, in his room. I reckon we could do this. We could make his make his day. Yeah. Maybe we could uh, suggest some dates for him, you know. No any zombie chicks? <laughs> I bloody do. They all go zombie once I get him in the bedroom. Thanks. <laughs> no, but so no, many just... images crowding my brain. Okay, Mark, I do think seriously, yes. We'll contact him and we'll see what he says. Yeah. I don't know quite... How? I mean, surely that's an original concept, twin podcasts. It is. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. We go. Okay, good. Kind of interesting um, event happened to me recently. I went for a drink with uh, with my wife, Tamsin. We were leaving the pub, and she said, "I'm just going to nip to the toilet." So uh, wait for me outside. Fine, no problem. It's a nice day. I waited outside. As uh, I'm waiting outside, in the distance, sort of approaching in a sort of slovenly and quite bawdy fashion, was what I, I kind of, I'm reluctant to call, but I will call a tramp. A lady tramp as well, a trampess. 
a tramp. I wouldn't say the trampette, but that's a small trampoline. Is it? And that certainly wasn't approaching. Right. She asked me if I had a cigarette. I said, no, I don't have a cigarette. And she moved on to the guy next to me who was smoking. Why she didn't approach him in the first place, I don't know. He was clearly in possession of cigarettes. She said, have you got a cigarette? Fairly aggressively, you know, he wasn't, you know, I'm terribly sorry. Would you mind awfully if I could... Just, she came straight out with it. Yeah. Are you got a cigarette? Uh, and the guy just went, no, I don't. Um, unfortunately, this guy was wearing quite tight trousers. And in those tight trousers could clearly be seen a packet of 20 cigarettes in his pocket. Perhaps he had a, a box-like cock. He, he may well have done. Um, in which case, he wouldn't have wanted to uh, you know, have to explain that. Well, he, he didn't have to, because what happened is that the, the lady tramp uh, spied this box-shaped bulge and just went for it. She went, what's this? And then just put her hand oh. on, his, on his box bulge. Sexy. No, it was no. quite stomach-turning, to be honest. It was a bit, you know, she went... And he, you know, li- quite reasonably, he recoiled. <laughs> so I went, what the hell are you doing? He actually said, what the hell are you doing? She went, you got cigarettes! And, and um, she's grasping at his Yeah, he's grasping, grasping at his bulge. And he's kind of in, in, in a doorway. You know, he's cornered by her. I'm sort of watching this going, this is horrible. I don't know what the hell is going on. He's holding a cappuccino at this point, trying to not spill his cappuccino while fending off a, a, a lady tramp. Um, and at which point she lost her mind. She started punching him. Going for the head? Yeah, she was punching him, like going to punch him. Uh, like at which point his cappuccino went fucking everywhere. I was showered in cappuccino. At which point I was like, I basically stepped between the lady tramp and him and went, just fuck off, you know? But I shooed her away like right. a naughty pigeon. You know, just like, go, go. And she was like, he's got sick of I don't care, just fuck off, <laughs> right? Protecting protected this guy, he was clearly shaken. You know, it's not a pleasant okay. experience. So you protected a, I protected the guy. Fellow guy. You know? um, but I was absolutely covered in cappuccino. And I, I turned around to check if the guy was all right. I was like, all right. And he went, yeah. And then he just kind of ran inside the nearest shop. Didn't, didn't say thank you? No, he didn't say anything, really. He well, was, he's, he was visibly shaken. That's so. rude. I, was, I, don't, I didn't feel sort of... He's just thrown his coffee in you, you've protected his dignity, and he's failed to... It's broken Britain, isn't it? <laughs> this is broken, it's all broken, it's yeah, shattered. it's true, I didn't stop to think about that. It, it was just a bit odd that within a space of seconds, I was covered in cappuccino, there's no tramp, there's no guy who's been harassed It was by like it was all a dream. Oh, it was like a dream, but a wet dream. As well. <laughs> it's kind of a frothy, <laughs> frothy. coffee-smelling dream. Oh. Um, and Tamsin came out of the pub, saw me fucking covered from head to toe in cappuccino, just went, what the hell have you been doing? Like, you know, she couldn't even trust me to wait outside without me staining myself yeah. somehow. And I had to try and explain what had gone on. I'm not sure she believed me. Really? To be honest, I just pointed to this kind of stain in the doorway, the cappuccino splatter, which kind of had the silhouette <laughs> of this scared guy. <laughs> you know, just in the cappuccino and I just stood there stinking a coffee and with nothing to show for it well you know she may believe you this time but if there's another incident and you I somehow to, yeah. you get an espresso down the back of your neck or something yeah, she's she, going to start suspecting foul play yeah she's going to be suspecting they've got some weird fetish for, J- yeah. Jones for coffee yeah yeah just oh just pour it over myself when she's not around. <laughs> She'll never know. I'll make up another tramp story. It's a lady tramp, that's believable, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's no. not. Crap. 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 
had an interesting experience on Ryanair recently. Uh, I was flying to Dublin. And um, on Ryanair, they ask you if you want to do um, priority booking. If you do a priority booking, you get to have your choice of seating. Um, that's the theory, but they've not really worked out what happens if pretty much everybody chooses priority booking, which is what happened um, in this flight. I didn't. I don't give a shit. I'll sit wherever. You know, it's fine. I'll, I'll sit on the wing if I need to. But everyone was getting a bit pissy because it was just me sat, sat down reading a paper, watching everyone else in this massive queue begrudging the fact that they weren't as priority as they thought they were. Well, you can't. I mean, there's no priority within priority, no, is there? No, there's no sub-priorities. There's going to have to be priority, priority booking yeah. next. And and it just becomes absurd. Yeah. It's an infinite regress of priority. Exactly, but then it gives Ryanair another chance to charge you for something else, isn't it? They are a little rat bags, aren't they? Yeah. But anyway, there's this, the queue's already a little bit pissy with the situation. Uh, and this guy got he was right at the front of the priority booking queue. He was quite pleased to be at the front. He'd got two massive suitcases in his hands, another bag on his back, and his wife was there with their two kids in each arm. And he gets to the front, and the guy at the Ryanair booking desk went, have you got your boarding pass? And the guy went, yeah, hang on a second. And he put his bags down, and he just went to reach into his pocket. And he went, no, you have to have your pass ready, sir, I'm afraid. Uh, you have to move aside and let someone else. This is priority booking. He's like, yeah, I'm just putting my bags down, it's in my pocket. He was like, no, look, you should have it ready. This is the point of priority booking, sir. We need to board you quickly. And the guy's just a little taken aback by, you know, it's fairly evident that the Ryanair guy has had a yeah. tough old day thus far, you know, and he's just getting a little bit snippy with people. Um, so he was like, look, it's here. I've got my, my boarding pass here. And he put it on the desk, right? Yeah. It might have been a little bit more forcefully than he intended to. It wasn't massively aggressive. It wasn't an aggressive move. And, but the, the Ryanair checking guy took it as, you know, as a massive insult. He went, I, I don't like your attitude, so I refuse to board you, sir. And I was like, everyone was like, fucking hell, man, don't set this guy off. He's, uh, you know, it's like falling down. I was like, you know, he's just going to go nuts. He's going to pull a gun out or yeah. something. All right, I don't like your attitude, but move aside. I'm boarding somebody else. I can choose to board you or not, sir. Uh, and, you know, it's like fucking... And everyone else is like, I'm going to be polite to this guy. because yeah, I want to get I want to get... Yeah, hands. and everyone else is just like getting all their shit ready. This guy behind, this German guy, had obviously seen that the Ryanair guy is a bit upset. So he, he spoke to the guy that just slammed his boarding pass down. He went, do not be rude to him. And the Ryanair guy then thought that that was directed at him. He went, right, so I'm not boarding you either. How dare you? Right, you move aside now. And I thought, this is it now. He's just going to lock the doors and go, right, that's no, it, I'm not boarding it. We're, we're staying here and we're all going to have a big cry because I've had a tough day. <laughs> and it was well tense in there, man. Yeah. Oh, hilarious. Well, he should, it's his fault for deciding to work for a company that are becoming almost like comically evil in the eyes of the public. That's a little bit too much power in, you know, because they're all priority boarding, he can take his pick of who goes first. You yeah. know, there's loads of them. If they're just one person, you couldn't get away with that. You're priority boarding. No. Surely if you've priority. paid your money for your ticket, yeah. you're allowed on the plane. But it's just this guy who's just obsessed with speeding things along. The irony was that he made everything go slower than it needed to be. Because he's a Because there was all a big, you know, there was a big hoo-ha... People getting a bit nervous. I was trying to be extra nice to him when I gave him my, you yeah. know, and he was still really rude to me really? as well. I handed him my, I handed him my card, and he just was just really brusque with it. Just went, oh, you know, that's like, what a dick bag. Yeah, but you know, for, you know, I've got to show a bit of compassion here. Yeah, yeah. Really? No. No. Nah.
Okay, so next up uh, we have the return of the PAP filter. PAPA filter. Adam, hello. Hello. Welcome back. Thank um, you. I presume you've brought some nonsense with you. A little bit of nonsense, yeah. I've got a few stories that I thought I might uh, run by and just see what you think. Nice, thank you very much. Um, a pensioner, a long time ago when he was 15 years old, nicked a packet of Jaffa cakes right. from, from a holiday camp where he was working. Right. Right. In East Yorkshire. Uh -huh. And then... Some uh, 50 something years later, he was overcome by guilt and returned the packet of Jaffa cakes. Oh, that's, that's sweet. Well, they're not the same packet of Jaffa cakes, was it? Because that, that would be horrible. You I wouldn't want that, would you? No, it'd probably be like one of fossilised Haw Jaffa's life forms. Okay. He walks in with a new packet of Jaffa cakes. He goes, I'm back. Guess what? Got Jaffa cakes. And the guy's like, <laughs> What? Right, what do you okay, mean, back? You <laughs> Well, um, it's the thing. The guy who he stole the uh, the Jaffa cakes from actually sold his chain of coffee shops in 1972. So he they, tracked him down. He tracked him down. <laughs> and then the bloke who he stole from was quoted as saying, "He didn't need to worry about it. I mean, what's a pack of Jaffa cakes? I don't even like Jaffa cakes." Oh, that's oh, just insulting. Yeah, isn't it? Say, just, just throwing it back in his face. This old man is grip, grappling with the end of his life. He's grappling with issues of guilt, of wanting to, you know, like redeem himself yeah. before he goes and meets his maker. And this guy is, like, spitting in his face. Like, I didn't even care. Have them. Have them nick some more. Yeah, no, I'm right. going to turn my back right now, and if you don't nick Javagates, I'm going to be yeah. disappointed. I fucking hate them. I put them out on the street. Hope the urchins will pick them up. That guy has uh, an inappropriate guilt reflex, I tell you. Yeah. Oh, come on, I think it's quite sweet. Though. Maybe that's the worst thing he's done sweet. in his whole life. Yeah, but that'd be weird if that was the worst yeah. thing he'd ever done in his whole life. Stolen half a packet of Jaffa cakes. No, whole packet. But surely, because right? right. oh, right. he did that when he was 15. Yeah. Imagine that the, the owner of the shop would have been, like, 25 at the very youngest. So the owner of the shop that he's tracked down, he's yeah. really getting pretty old. Now. Yeah, he's pretty like, old. How, does he say how old he is? He must be... Uh, yeah, yeah. The well, the um, the man, Mr. Bibby, right, okay. right, who uh, who was the one who stole the Jaffa cakes, is now sixty five. Yeah. Whereas uh, Mr. Simpson, yeah. who owned the coffee shop, is now seventy nine. Seventy nine. Seventy nine. Yeah. If I was seventy nine, so some just... guy knocked on my door. He's like, "Oh, here's the Jaffa cakes I stole fifty years ago." I'd think he'd be trying to con me somehow. Yeah. It's true, yeah. You wouldn't really like put the kettle. But on. maybe we'll that's have, we'll maybe that, them now. Maybe that's because of the world I live in. And the world Mr. Bibby lives in a very different place. Well, Mr. Simpson sounds like a right miserable twat. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. he? You bought your Jaffa cakes. Don't even fucking like Jaffa cakes. Yeah. Go on. Bibby's backwards. Yeah. Bibby is a bit, yeah. Bibby's a retard. Come on. What are we, Bibby. <laughs> yeah, he's obviously got some kind of mental problem. The guy said, look, he looked like he wanted, was going to get told off. Come on. Look, man, I think it's a nice story that he's just decided he's got a few years left yeah. of his life. He might as well make amends. He's probably done all kinds of other little things to make amends. Maybe if that was yeah. the worst thing he's ever done, well, that's quite good, because that kind of shows that shoplifting doesn't necessarily lead to, like... A life of crime. A life of anything. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Yeah, right. probably. Actually, the worst thing that happens: shoplifting makes you boring as hell. Yeah. You know, if it's you nick some Jaffa cakes now, you'll be playing dominoes well, in a few years. McVitie's will be happy because they, they've proven that uh, Jaffa cakes are not a gateway cake. <laughs> <laughs> what is a gateway cake? Oh, well, oh Kipling. Kipling's yeah, nasty. Yeah. Kipling is the, the hardest. Country slice oh, is the yeah. proper dirt. Battenberg slice, evil. 
Seriously, don't even have a square. You know what? Our jails, our jails are absolutely crammed full of people who said, "I'll just nick a nick a little slice. (laughs) I'll have one little bit of." I blame the adverts. Blame the adverts. Exceedingly good, they meant to be. Exactly, exceedingly addictive. Well, I think that the Jaffa Returner is a nice, pleasant story. Okay. What else we've got, Papa? Okay. Um, Okay. There's a zoo in China, right? Who uh, have been in a dispute with a local. Velodrome. Velodrome is, Mark? It's a cycling track. It's a cycling track. So they lent some land to this velodrome for the National Youth Games. They built a velodrome. They were meant to give the land back, and they never did. So the zoo... They're squatting the zoo's squatting the zoo's land. So the zoo have decided to take the matters into their own hands, and they dumped two tigers, a lion, and dozens of goats outside (laughs) the main entrance. Brilliant! That is brilliant. As a protest. As a protest, Um, yeah. I love the fact that it's like, you know... They're really fucked off. So two tigers and some lions, but that might not be enough. We're going to send in the goats. Well, the goats, goats, like, the goats are going to really make the point. The goats can't be happy. Well, the goats are probably like a packed lunch for the tigers. Yeah, it's going to say. Fucking that, that would send a message, though, wouldn't yeah. it? That's worse than leaving a horse's head in your bed, isn't it? There's bits of goat. Like having a lion and two tigers attacking goats on your threshold. Yeah. On another point, uh, I bet the athletes uh, had a bit of a shock. Well, the velodrome. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Some tigers roaming around, that's going to increase your speed, isn't it? They'd probably improve their lap time. That's it. No end. (laughs) And they'd probably say, look, can we get the the lion back? It put a boot on my arse. I I, I shaved seconds off my lap time there. It was great. Perhaps they'd have adapted it. You probably trained them to ride little cycles. You can get bears doing it in the circus, can't you? What they need now is a big stuffed, realistic-looking tiger on one of those... Things that goes round like a, like a, like, a, like, like a, the greyhound like races. a greyhound yeah. races, but behind, but behind, behind. Yeah. <laughs> like, like me, yeah, nothing. Oh, there's, well. there's a goat on the, by my tail, <laughs> dozens of them. I'm in between yeah. the goats and the fucking lions. So I want a resolution to this story, though. Surely I want. I know, oh, I I know if should... the velodrome went, you know what, you can have your land back. Just get this tiger off me. <laughs> um, the velodrome has passed on responsibility to the government. Oh, they no say shit. it's not their problem. Oh yeah, the government. Yeah, yeah they really yeah. do protect tigers in China, don't they? Yeah, they Even love the it. tiger penis. They, they don't give it. a shit about tigers. Yeah, we'll get rid of the tigers. No, we won't return it. No, well, we'll return most of it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep one special bit. <laughs> That's a great story, Tabitha. That is a great story, man. My work is this crap, guys. It's totally banging. Oh, Christ. There's this other story. Yeah. Because um, I know we were talking about swans um, like, last year. Swan when we were talking about. Pat. Yeah, well, uh, we were talking about how they were quite vicious and quite nasty. And, they, really I, and, um, and they chased Eli. They certainly yeah. did. Yeah. Well, there's, um, there's a swan in Cambridge at the moment. Uh, called Mr. Asbo. I think, I, I think that's his nickname. Oh, right. right. Um, it wasn't his given name. It's not his Latin name. Cedric it, no? was his given yeah. name, probably. Um, so he's, uh, he's bad-tempered. Right? Swans are. Swans are bad-tempered. Yeah. They yeah. are, right? Cranky. And um, what, he's, what he's been doing, basically, on, uh, on the river is defending his partner and their young from, uh, from those, um, all those rowers. Because, you know, the River Cam in Cambridge is... Chock full of I rowing boats. Seriously, you'd want to defend your family from floating tops, wouldn't you? Yeah, of course. Fuckers. Braying. Going through his, yeah. Ingrates. <laughs> so what is that, what the swan's doing? Is he attacking? The swan's attacking people, yeah. Rowers in particular. Apparently he, uh, he, he goes for the cocks. This is, this is absolutely true. <laughs> no, yeah, he, um... You would do, though. Cocks isn't smaller. Cocks so, are you know, smaller. You've got, if, you, if you're going to fire a warning shot, 
Yeah. You go for the one you know you can do the most damage to. Well, I, I think it shows uh, that he's a shrewd uh, strategist, yes. this yes. one, because he's gone for the, uh, the leader. Kill the, kill the cocks and the body will die. Yes. Yeah. Basically, the rowers of Cambridge are, ba- are basically applying to the Queen, because the Queen controls... She owns all She swans, owns swans, yeah. They're she applying can... for some sort of swan hitman licence <laughs> that they can take out. This, one, this one's bothering them. They're like, well, we were, we were on the river before swans... So let's murder this one. Fuckers, man. Those fucking snotty nose. They this thing. They can go and kill a swan. I think the Queen shouldn't deny them. What they should say is, if you think you can individually take that swan, let's build an arena, maybe a velodrome. Yes. Let's have a velodrome, and we'll have a swan v toff yeah. confrontation. <laughs> yeah. And I would, but I'd pay money to yeah. see it. I swear I, to God, I'd man. See a... We would raise enough. Finances from that spectacle to build the Cambridge Row as a new fucking river. Yeah, <laughs> and then everyone wins. The swans get a bit of peace. Yeah. We see some dead posh boys and um, pet to death, pet to death by, by Mr. Asbo. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> I say bring it on. I want the queen. You just to see the, the billing for the fight, Mr. Asbo versus Heverington Snive. <laughs> I remember the days when the monarch did like a little bit of confrontation. A bit of rough and tumble. You know? Yeah, like the king, <laughs> king Henry VIII would get two peasants to come in and have a brawl in front of him. You know, they, yeah. they seem to have lost their bloodlust now, the, the monarchy. They I certainly think. have. Yeah. They need Apart to reinstate Harry, that. Could I ask, could I ask, because this is, a, this is a, something I'm very interested in personally. Perhaps you'd mm-hmm. like to do a bit of research, uh, Adam. Mm-hmm. And uh, just sort of a, a little background search on the actual... Uh, Lethality of swans. On who'd win out of um, a swan yeah. and a human. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll do my best. I look forward to it. Well, thanks for those uh, nuggets of pap, papa filter. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Oh, yeah. That is funky. Well, that's, that's funky as a sprout sandwich. So, next up, we have Poetry Smackdown. Uh, we were set the ludicrous. <laughs> To challenge of writing a poem about ancient Greece, but not ancient Greece the era, but ancient Greece oil. It was yeah. I struggle with that. Eli, how well, do you do? I just totally ignored that ca- caveat. Right. Please bear that in mind when you're judging that <laughs> that Eli has gone off topic. Okay. Yeah. Heavily. Uh, who goes could, first? I, I could. I think you went first last time. It's my turn. Though. What I've done is I've written a poem in the style of an ancient Greek epic poem. Like it. And it is, it's been updated, obviously, because I need to get Greece in there as well. So here is my poem for you. Okay. Tell me, O muse, of the glorious tale of our hero, Duncan, son of Lionel and head of regional sails. Tell of his treacherous voyage of many hours from his conference in Kettering and how he flew like wind to the arms of his beloved Cheryl, applicable speed limits permitting. And describe how his vessel did perilously falter when the sat-nav started playing up. And how brave Duncan got lost and drove into a poorly lit housing estate. But reveal how he sagely did lock his doors to deliver him from harm. Tell the story, O muse, of how bold Duncan further fell on ill fate. As his engine commenced an unearthly rattling which did threaten to shake asunder his turquoise Fiat Punto. And how our hero pulled onto the hard shoulder of the A14 near Spaldwick, and did reach into the boot of his vessel for a parcel that his noble father did give to him many years and many moons ago. 
a pot of engine grease. An ungraciously received 18th birthday present, but which 40 years later could have been delivered by the gods themselves. And reveal, O Muse, how our hero did smear the ancient grease throughout his engine to banish the rattling. And how he did finally return home, triumphant, three hours late, and covered in shit. <laughs> nice. Very nice. I like it. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Very good, Mark. Uh, so, yeah, I've uh, knocked this up. Uh, I'll just go. I'll go for it. Go to crack on. Uh, this is my poem, Ancient Greece. Ah, ancient Greece. The very term reminds me of undesired spankings in autumnal school fields, the frost of morning numbing my youthful buttocks. But what it actually refers to is the first recorded piece of musical theatre starring Jonas Trovolterus and Olivanina Newton Joninovius, performed in a sandpit for the sexual gratification of Aristotle. The dirty bearded bastard. Just imagine his filthy tunic tenting. Ugh. Nice, yeah. I like it. I mean, you've kind of added the uh, the extra pun in there, haven't you? Because uh, Greece, obviously, double meaning. You've gone, hang on, no. I can get a third one in there and just ignore the other two. Yes. Yeah. Which is nice. Whereas Mark, it's kind of, it's very cohesive because it's, you know, it's about Greece delivered in a Greek style, and also mentions Spaldwick, which, as we know, was the, the catalyst for the Great War of... Uh, Absolutely, yeah. yes, yes. Um, you're both looking at me quite expectantly. Yeah, I need yeah. to know which way he's going to go on this one. I'm going to go I'm going to go Mark on this one. Yes! Yeah, because, in your face, all right, Eli. All right. I had to read a fucking whole of Homer's Iliad to get that shit right. Yeah. I thought it was good, Mark. I think you're the yeah, deserving good. winner. Yeah. Week. So yeah. I took it down. Sweet. Yes. Oh so man, it's been a while since I've taken one down. So I'm. Um, yeah. yeah. What are we going to do for the next poetry smack? Adam, down? can we have something a little less uh, tricky than ancient Greece? Less tricky. Something that doesn't involve me having to read the classics would okay. be nice. Okay. All right. Well, what I want from you next time yeah. is a poem mm -hmm. that contains mm -hmm. a poem within the poem. Ooh. I like it. I like it. I like it. I mean, it can be anything we want. Be anything as long you like. Has, a poem has to have a poem, poem within the poem. Okay. And I would like the poem within the poem to be noticeably different in style okay. than the rest of the poem. Interesting. Right. Thanks for that. Right. That's good. our brethren, this is Sprout Cars coming at you straight from the front. Maybe a bit from the side as well, innit? So that is it for episode 12 of Sprafcast. Thanks a lot for listening. If you are in Brighton on the 3rd of June, me and Eli are once again doing our Humble Quest for Universal Genius quiz at the Comedia. So pop along to that. That would be great. We're also hoping to do it in Edinburgh, for the, uh, in the Edinburgh Festival. So um, if you're around for that, do that. And also, if you're around in Edinburgh or, or in Brighton, come and see my show, Mark Allen, Go Slow, where I will speak in more detail about what the hell happened when I withdrew from normal society um so all that remains is for me to say uh, thank you eli thank you very much thank you adam bye and thank you everybody else for listening you're smashing bye